welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I go for a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today we are going over the Dragonflight Alpha. Uh, I originally had something else planned for this episode, but the Dragonflight Alpha came out today, uh, the 14th, and I, I can't not talk about it because... Yeah, it shows that it's in progress, <laughs> at the very least. Obviously, we'll go through the weekly uh, news, which is the world bosses for this week, and they are Valinor, Morgeth, and Antros, Valinor in Bastion, Morgeth in the Moor, Antros in Zereth Mortis, each have conduits. You know, I forget it, Anima. Yep. Every time, that that word really just doesn't come to my mind immediately anima and gear make sure you hop on over there get your rep get your whatever you need from them and get them all done this week pump stomp is your brawl for this week pump stomp is an amazing brawl you are just sent up against ais and they are really easy ais and you just five cap in rathy basin and it's super easy honor it is super easy renown it's super easy to gear a character with this brawl so spam it because the games literally last about five minutes maximum, and two of their minutes is spent in the spawn room uh, with the ca- uh, counter counting down. The what is it? Bonus event for this week is arena skirmishes. So you get more honor, fifty percent more honor for doing arenas, arena skirmishes, stuff like that. Definitely useful. And if you're looking to get that little bit extra honor to upgrade some of your gear. Now is the week, or this week is certainly the week to do that. The mythic affixes for this week are fortified, so the mobs that are non-boss mobs are a bit tankier and they deal more damage. Enraging, so make sure you either kill them very quickly or help your tank kite them or uh, soothe them and stuff like that. Explosive, kill the explosives. The healer is generally the one that you want on the explosive duty, uh, you know, on higher keys, but definitely help them out sometimes because there are a lot if you're doing big pulls. So definitely make sure you help out your healer in that regard. And encrypted is the seasonal affix that will be going in a couple of weeks. It you get a buff dependent on which mob you kill, uh, in the dungeon. Now we're going to be looking at a spell that is no longer in the game. And we're going to be looking at its past, and that is Insect Swarm. So, it was originally added in World of Warcraft in patch 1.8. And uh, this is a bit weird, because it was added a year after World of Warcraft had originally been released. So, World of Warcraft was released in 2004, and uh, this uh, ability was added in patch 1.8, and that was in... uh, or in October of 2005. I was going to say 2025 for a second, but no, we're actually a a lot closer to that than we are 2005. Uh, So yeah, that's really weird that they add spells mid-expansion, or mid, uh, yeah, expansion technically. So yeah, it originally uh, was not in the game, and it was brought out about three quarters of the way through the original vanilla version of the game. Um, it also had a weird icon for the first few months as the first change that it had was that it received a new icon. 
Uh, I'm very curious as to what that icon is. Uh, I'll have to have a look at that after the podcast, not going to lie. The next change that it got was just under a year later in patch 2.0, which was a Burning Crusade, and it has now been relocated to the balance tree from the restoration tree, which made sense because a lot of Boomkins did want to take Insect Swarm, and it was a DPS spell. You wouldn't necessarily use it um, for the hit chance and stuff like that, mainly due to the fact that in uh, vanilla World of Warcraft, you had uh, a debuff limit, and this debuff limit wasn't really going to be uh, given to Insect Swarm. You had stuff like Ignite from Mages as well as their fire damage increase. You had Sunder Armor from Warriors. You had Paladin Seals potentially put on there. You had Curses, Curse of Weakness elements. So it wasn't really going to get a spot on that debuff list. So it makes sense for them to bring it to the balance tree as well, considering balance is what it was going to be used for. It was going to be used for that damage. It got a small change a month later where Insect Swarm has had its damage on all ranks increased. The mana cost of ranks 1 and 3 has been increased and the mana cost of ranks 4, 5 and 6 has been decreased. So it was clearly doing not enough damage for the mana that it was costing. So slight adjustment there. And then a year later in patch 2.4, uh, it got its next change. Casting lower ranks of the spell will now properly uh, penalize of like of penalize. Yeah, yeah, penalized. Oh, it's now properly penalized, like uh, other healing and damage effects. So you could cast. Uh, what he's saying is, you could cast it at a lower rank, and it would still do the damage of the max rank and stuff like that. So it makes sense. Definitely makes sense for that to be working the way it should. Then it got a small change in Wrath of the Lich King several months later. It now reduces your hit chance by 3% up from 2% and it no longer stacks with Scorpid Sting, which makes sense. Stuff like this should never be able to be stacked. And then it got a change one month later. The tooltip correctly or corrected to indicate that it does not affect hit chance with spells. A few months later, we get the bonus damage from spell power on this damage over time ability has been increased significantly to match similar spells on other classes from 76% to 120%, nearly double the amount of, uh, it nearly got double the amount of buffs, to be honest. So in Cataclysm, a whole year and a half later, it is no longer talented and became baseline and you trained it at level 20. And no longer reduced melee and ranged critical chance by 3%. And then finally, a two years later, in Missa Pandaria, Insect Swarm had run its course and was removed from the game. It's quite a niche ability. It's quite fun. It made Boomkins into a dot ability, but it was kind of replaced by Sunfire uh, instead, mainly because Sunfire just fit the profile a bit more of a balanced druid as you're dealing with solar and lunar energy rather than lunar energy and then a bunch of insects. Um, (laughs) That kind of made sense that, you know, solar, I forgot it, solar beam, no, solar, oh my God, I've forgotten it. I literally just said the uh, dot a second ago, but it made sense that it was switched out for that ability as it just fit the uh, balanced druid a lot more so than insect swarm 
So, the Dragonflight Alpha has been released. It was released 5pm my time, which is GMT. Are we GMT? No, we're BST right now. Yeah, we're BST, uh, British Standard Time. So, Europe, you're looking at like 6 o'clock, stuff like that. 6, uh, 1800 CEST, stuff like that. Um, America, I'm not too sure, but that was probably around like 10 a.m., on the east coast and stuff like that so you know i i really don't get east and west coast timings they're all over the place in america because of how big of a country it is so it was released in the morning sometime i'm pretty sure in america now the big thing about the dragonfly alpha is that it means that we're going somewhere it was obviously leaked or potentially that it was going to be released on thursday and a lot of people were holding out hope for it and obviously it has been but this shows that they are willing to just get it out there and get stuff tested. And from what we're seeing, it seems decent. There's obviously bugs in an alpha. There's always going to be bugs, such as, you know, maybe visual bugs or quest bugs, whatever. But for the most part, the zones look complete and they're looking to do a rolling sort of test. So I do have Wowhead up here and I'm just going to basically be telling you what it is. So. Dragonfly Alpha is now live. We have begun the alpha testing phase and want to provide you all with some details on how we have been planning for this phase of testing to roll out before we move it to the next beta. This is insane. Because they're actually giving us the information that we want in terms of the alpha and the beta and what might happen. This uh, uh, time around, we plan to do some focus zone testing early on so we can get as much feedback as possible from each of the phases or from each phase of updates. To do this, uh, specific zones will be available and then disabled to keep alpha testers in an active area, uh, while the zones are expected to weave in and out of existence uh, during the initial stages of the alpha. The majority of other content and features will continue to persist uh, week over week following their introduction into the alpha. So they're looking at testing specific zones each and every week, and they do have a sort of phase plan down below but we'll get to that in a second our goal is to roll out a new phase uh, every week as a reminder uh, as yep yeah, as a reminder testing phase can be a very fluid so uh, can be very fluid so depending on implementation feedback issues and schedule could get changed uh, at a moment's notice alpha testers should keep an eye on the alpha forum for updates on what is available in each update uh, here is a breakdown of what players can initially expect to see in the first phase of the Dragonfly Alpha. So phase one is uh, the zone experience, the Azure Spam. Uh, we get in phase one the new race and class, Dragfear Evokers, Dragon Riding, the new interface HUD revamp, and talent revamps for the Death Knight, Druid, Hunter, Priest and Rogue. The professions for Alchemy and Blacksmithing. Now... All of this in phase one is absolutely amazing. So a lot of people have been playing around with the Drac Theory at the moment, the Evoker and the Talent Trees and stuff like that. I've not seen a lot of people go for professions, but I think that'll be mainly down the line when everyone's gotten over the new sort of uh, class that's been released and the new zone and the new HUD and the new talents. I think they're the main focus at the moment. And Dragon Riding and Alchemy or Dragon Riding and the professions are sort of going to take a step back at the moment. 
but they are definitely going to be looked at. And I'm actually really excited to look into the professions a bit more, mainly because they have needed love for so long, professions, and this might be a way of doing it. It might be. It's really more in-depth. You get the um, specific stuff for professions. So for a blacksmith, you get weapon uh, weapon master, uh I forget what the other's called, armor smith or whatever, you know, where you can create different types of um uh, gear based on your specialization. That's the word. So you can make better chest plates, you can make better weapons and stuff like that. And I like the idea of the work orders that they're putting in. So like you put up a work order and you want a specific piece and this person will provide you the specific piece either with their mats and then you pay them like a, a trader's tip or whatever, like a fee. Or you provide the mats and you give them a smaller tip and stuff like that. I like that idea of an interactive world and it's really cool. But yeah, phase one is all of that. So full details on the following phases will be shared as we get closer to them. But here are the current plans for the zones. So we know the zones. Forbidden Reach is the new uh, Drakfir starting zone. I do want to mention that. Uh, it is not in phase one, but in the all of the other phases it is, and you'll be hearing it a lot. So phase two is Forbidden Reach only. At the moment, we have yet to gather more information on that. Phase three uh, is uh, the Forbidden Reach and the Waking Shores. Phase four is Forbidden Reach, and uh, oh, I'm going to butcher this. Daldrazas? Daldrasus. Daldrasus. I'm going to go with that. Phase 5 is the Forbidden Reach. And, oh, God, it's another one. Uh, <laughs> Forbidden Reach and Oharam Plain. Oharam Plains. God, I, I hate these sort of uh, words. They just don't sit right in my mind. And then Phase 6, which is the final phase, as we've been figuring that out throughout uh, the past few years as they've been rolling out uh, World of Warcraft classic content uh, throughout six phases. Uh, all zones are expected to be playable by phase six, which will be absolutely insane. And bearing in mind, this is just the alpha. So if they're looking to do this every week, they're looking to roll out stuff every week. They're looking to do this over six weeks, just the alpha alone, which is absolutely insane. That gives a load of testing, that gives a load of bug feedbacks. And so if we're looking at that in terms of the time span that we've got, it's definitely before... Uh, 2023 we know that they've guaranteed that now that i say they guaranteed that that can change but there'll be kind of a little bit of a uproar if they did as they did say that it will be out before then and those who have pre-purchased might feel a bit uh down about that so six weeks this will take it's currently the 15th as of this uh podcast going up so we're looking at about end of god august where this alpha build will get taken down. Now, my guess is Wrath of the Lich King will be coming out in the end of August. That way we've got something to play whilst they're doing all of the bug fixes and stuff from the alpha. And then after, say, a a couple months or one or two months, probably more like one and a half of uh, Wrath of the Lich King, we'll obviously be getting the beta. And it'll be a more refined and they'll just sort of let us go onto the server and do whatever we want. Hopefully 
We find bugs that they can fix nice and easily. They might have done all the talent trees. They might just need to revamp, tune a couple things and stuff like that. That will be what the um, last or the beta is, I believe. It'll be mostly tuning a lot of the numbers because a lot of the numbers right now are very wacky and out of place. And that is usually the last thing to get done because it's a simple, oh, that will deal 5,000 damage instead of 6,000. You just got to punch in a number almost. At least that's what I think. Um, I don't really code, but, you know, I think WoW is becoming a bit of a spaghetti code at this point. Quite funny, to be honest. I find many bugs in WoW, and they're great. I mean, I found one literally today. I um, I was playing some arena on my priest, Shadow Priest, and I'm with Bones or Bonesmith Heimdeer or whatever. You know, the, um, the Soulbind, the third person in the Maldraxxus tree. I died in an arena and basically we left and stuff before my actual 10 second like death had happened. So you die as in with this conduit or with this soul bind and you get 10 seconds of life still, but you do 50% reduced damage healing and stuff like that. And we'd all finished the battleground or the arena before the uh, time had run out. So when I went out of the arena, all that I was was a shoulder pad Literally one shoulder pad and my red bandana. Uh, oh, and my staff. My entire character model was not there. It was just a red bandana, one shoulder pad, and my staff just floating around. So, yeah, there's quite some wacky bugs in uh, the game as it is. So that's why I think there's a bit of spaghetti code, but it's it's good fun. It's always good fun, them sort of bugs. I'm pretty sure there's a bug on the alpha right now with frenzy or well-honed instincts where it's not triggering a cooldown so you can constantly heal uh, with druids but it seems very weird and stuff like that but yeah numbers are the very last thing that they do and that will be in the beta and my guess for the beta they haven't given an exact date but it will be around i probably would have thought october time uh early october maybe late september would be really good um, but that leaves uh, the door wide open for a just before uh, Christmas release. Who would have thought, you know, that's always a good time to release a game, isn't it? Just before Christmas, probably like the 21st of December we're looking at. Um, I think that that's what they've done in the past usually. So, yeah, a lot to look forward to. I'm not going to lie. It's great. But yeah, those are the six phases that we are looking towards uh, in the Dragonflight Alpha, as we know. And obviously, they will give more and more uh, information the closer to the weeks that we get of the phases. Now, other things to mention in the Alpha at the moment are not implemented, at least I don't think, but are going to be added or looked at at different iterations of the... Uh, alpha going forward so obviously we have you know what let's actually start with what is in the alpha we'll start with what's in the alpha then go on to what isn't and can be added a bit later so we obviously have the drakthir the new class and race in uh, the alpha so it they provide a variety of customizations for your character um this basically goes all the way from horns that you can use in your dragon form all the way to armor that your dragon just personally has. And uh, they wanted, this is their words, they wanted to specifically give you as many customization options as possible so that it's possible that there's billions of like uh, combinations and you might have that only 
like Drakfir of your kind. So you might have one shoulder pad that's a red color and no one in the other and no one in the world will have that. And that will be a very unique Drakfir. And that's what they said. That's what they said. And I think that's really cool. That means that they might look to add more customization options down the line. You can customize your human form, obviously, as it is kind of like the Worgen. You can go in and out of your human form and Worgen form. It is the same for the Drakthir. So it is very cool. And yeah, it's there is a lot of customization options on the Alpha. I do have to say that. I've not experienced it personally uh, because I do not have the Alpha. If anyone... Uh, Blizzard is somehow listening to this, you know, just hit me up with the alpha. I'll be really appreciated. Please. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Please. Can I get the alpha? I would. Uh, yeah, I'd love that. But yeah, I've seen I'm obviously watching a lot of streams and there is a load of customization options for the drag there and they look really, really cool. And I'm really excited to have that as my oh has that as my uh, main alt for the expansion. I'm obviously going to play Boomkin, but who doesn't want to be a dragon? I mean, that's kind of cool, right? So, you have the Azure Span, which obviously is one of the largest zones created in World of Warcraft today and offers the greatest visual uh, elevation change players will see in the Dragon Isles. Um, basically, it is a ancient forest touch or ancient frost-touched land uh, with snowy peaks, misty forests, and icy tundras, pretty much. This is where the Tuscar reside in Dragonflight. Uh, quite a lot of them, I believe. This is where they make their sort of home camp, as it were. Um, the reason that they're probably exploring the biggest zone first is to get a feel for how the dragon riding is. The dragon riding obviously being your... Uh, I forget what it is. Your form of flight in dragon flight uh, sounds really weird saying that, but yeah, it is based off of the momentum. So you have uh, it's very tough to explain, but you've got three different sort of crystals. I'm gonna call them crystals. I don't know the actual name for them, but you can use each crystal to either give yourself a boost or to go up in uh, elevation. And you gain these crystals by gaining more momentum going down and sort of swooping up and keeping your momentum going. You gain these crystals and stuff like that. Very tough to explain. And it's something that I feel like I just have to go and do. And you really have to just get a feel for it. It can't really be something that is explained in a way, but it looks really cool. And that's probably why they've done uh, this uh, zone first because it gives you the most opportunity to use that dragon flight and to test it out obviously in the alpha and the first week we have the talent uh, previews these are for druids death knights priest hunter evokers and i'm missing one rogue that's it yeah rogue all of the other classes are disabled on the alpha so when their talent trees are released you will be getting uh, these classes unlocked and I expect now this is a big let's take a quick break 
Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At The Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. They might release one each week with the different alphas, which I feel like is possible. It's that or they'll dump like three uh towards the end of the alpha. So three, you know, like mage, monk and warrior in week four, and then three the later week, and then the remaining in the last week. But I think they'd want to do it over or as early as possible, mainly due to the fact that they want the talents to be looked at more in depth than anything, because these talent trees are obviously a revamp. They're completely a revamp of everything that we know and or everything that we've known since Mr. Pandaria, I should say. And it's something that needs tuning and needs to be looked at because a lot of people in the alpha, I certainly think as well, they look at the rogue tree and they think, yeah, that's going to be busted in PvP, in PvP, obviously. Uh, PvE might be a different story, but in PvP, you're giving rogues, garrote, gouge, and usually gouge was just for outlaw rogues, which gave them some niche sort of, uh, you know, CC and stuff like that. But rogue talent tree seems really good compared to, say, uh, boomkin talent trees. But again, some of these are not fully uh, fleshed out at the moment because a lot of the abilities are not yet implemented it's yeah nyi i believe it says on the alpha not yet implemented so very tough to tell and hopefully they get built up over the course of the weeks of the alpha but it'll be good fun to see it'll be very good fun to see and obviously you have the professions that are at the moment out which is blacksmithing and alchemy definitely have a look at the alchemy one uh, well i would if i have the alpha again wink wink if uh, anyone's listening potentially would be lovely um yeah the professions are something that everyone's got to look at and i think will be very healthy for the game as it is something that isn't going to be uh related to your uh character power it can be more leading into cosmetics and stuff like that which everyone loves everyone loves cosmetics and having something having a grind to do for these cosmetics is what can make the game fun for a lot of people so, yeah, there is a lot to do in the alpha right now. And a lot of the stuff that can be implemented very soon uh, or that we know is in going to be or uh, will be in the game when it launches is obviously you have the uh, mounts, the gladiator mounts, which is the Drake and the Vicious um, War, whatever it is. I think it's a wolf. I feel like it's a wolf again. But um yeah, these have been data mined and they will be in later um alphas potentially or just at the start of the game. 
these are things that they could just flick on with the switch of a button and test out if they are usable in the game, such as there's no visual bugs and stuff like that. We know the first raid, which is called Vault of the Incarnates. Yeah, yeah, I believe it is. Vault of the Incarnates uh, is going to be the first uh, uh, WoW Dragonflight raid, which is pretty good. The inclusive um, body types and pronouns and stuff in the game as well. So when you go to the barbers, it will have body type 1 and 2 instead of male and female. Um, It also gives you the options for... um, uh, your pronouns, so he slash him, she slash her, they slash them, and you know everything else. Uh, there's also loads of different customizations that they're moving towards in that regard with the barber shop, and they're looking to introduce more and more going forward. You obviously have all of the customizations for uh, Fear, and these can be found on Wowhead and stuff like that. You have the ability demonstrations for. The Devastator for Evokers and the Preservation uh, spec for Evokers as well. They have loads of small videos on Wowhead if you do wish to go and check it out. Um, Just demonstrating what the abilities look like and how they uh, act towards one another. Now something that they are looking to do in the future is bring back group loot uh, in raid content. Now this will be in Dragonflight apparently. Or at least I believe it will be. And this will be fun. So it depends on how much that they're going to give uh, in terms of loot. I, if they stick to the same amount of loot, so I think four, three, four, five pieces of loot drop per boss, then it might not be too bad considering it's not going to be um 40 people in a raid. It's not going to be classic raid size. It is going to be more 20-man raid, I think, is the best size i think it might be 25 i can't remember but yeah they got to base it off of how big the raid is because obviously if you go in there with a 10-man raid and it drops the same amount of loot it's uh probably gonna be better <laughs> not gonna lie it might be worse item level and stuff but who knows so that can cause a lot of issues because obviously you have uh you'll need to appoint a master looter what's going to happen in looking for raid then is it going to be personal loot for looking for raid or is it going to be a master looter or group loot or you roll for your items and stuff like that because that can cause a lot of ninjuring on items that people don't actually need you know there's a lot of potential issues with it but again it's something that can cause a lot of drama and therefore a lot of um well, it, it will cause press, at least, for World of Warcraft, and it will cause some funny moments. It will cause some funny moments again. Uh, so, you know, I'm all for it. To be honest, I'm all for it. But just having the alpha released and having it visual or visually for us to be able to see what they've done and where they're up to uh, in terms of the classes, the zones. The zones and the maps look perfect, by the way. They look absolutely amazing when you open the map, at least. They look very good and they look like they are designed for your dragon flight and dragon riding and stuff like that. So that makes it even better and that makes it a core aspect of the game uh, along with the customization of your dragon, obviously, because that is going to be what ultimately replaces your legendary weapon, your Azerite and your... uh, Oh my God, I've forgotten the word again. Anima. I always forget the word. But yeah, that's ultimately what's going to replace your borrowed power is the customization for your dragons in dragonflight so you can customize them however you want but 
that is going to do it for me. Thank you all very much for listening. Once again, if there is anyone at Blizzard that is listening and might want to drop me a little alpha, I'll be more than happy with it. But do check out all the social medias down below. Check out the YouTube, Twitch, absolutely everything. Loads of stuff happening down there. Thank you all very much for listening. And go Valor, friend. Goodbye, all. <laughs>